A reading from Revelations 21. We get a picture of heaven. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east and three on the north and three on the south and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls, and the city was laid out like a square. As long as it was wide, he measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as is long. He measured its walls and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurements, which the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city wall were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedonian, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, and the sixth carnelian, and the seventh chrysolite, and the eighth beryl, and the ninth topaz, and the tenth chrys chrysoprase, and the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. 
The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. And the nations will walk by its light, and kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Wow. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? The vision of heaven. It really spoke to the people of the first century. The impression we get from all of those details is that God spared no expense. God spared no expense. Twelve is the number of complete completion or perfection, precious jewels, pearls of great price, streets of pure gold, no expense spared. Jesus told his disciples back in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. And when he said that, we thought, you know, maybe a mansion here or there. Wow, what God won't do for us. This is, of course, God's character. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for us. Spare no expense. And now he has a perfect place for us to go. And it's going to be a place where God is. We're going to be in the presence of God. And I want you to think about that for a minute. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. That means there will be no more evil. God is life. That means there will be no more death. The gates will never be shut. Think about what that means. Why would a city shut its gates? Well, fear of enemies attacking, especially at night. But there is no more night, and there are no more enemies. There's no need to fear. That was a huge problem back in the first century. Is a neighboring superpower going to come and overtake us in the middle of the night? Today, in our day and age, we live in other fears, we fear terrorist bombs. Could be anywhere. We fear global warming. We fear animal extinction of natural disasters. We fear pollution, food and water shortages. We fear of missing out. But there will be no more fear of any kind in heaven. Think of what that means. Look at that phrase. Nothing impure will ever enter it. That means no disease, no cancer, nothing bad for us. And we get to go to heaven, to this place, because Jesus died on the cross, took away our sins, gave us his very own righteousness, and that is a ticket to heaven. Now here's a very good question. How do we get from here today to heaven tomorrow? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There's the key. He who believes, that's faith. That's how we get there. Jesus said in Revelations 2.10, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Now, I want you to listen to a few words from the gospel lesson this Sunday from John 16, yeah? 
Jesus is heading to the cross. He's talking with his disciples about important things like his departure. And he says in John 16, verse 22 and following, Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Now, since we're talking about heaven, I want you to think of one thing. If you could, if you could ask Jesus for one thing, what would it be? I know what I would ask Jesus for. I'd ask Jesus for faithfulness. I'd ask Jesus to help me be faithful my whole life through so that I can get to heaven. Faithful unto death so I can receive the crown of life. I can't do it on my own. But Jesus can help me. Amen.